0: So Adam,
1: before we get into how you help your clients land great jobs in the tech industry, I've heard a lot of people use the words engineering and computer scientist, coder, almost as synonyms. In other words, someone who writes software is called an engineer, just as someone who studied mechanical engineering and was a tooling engineer may be called an engineer. Why is that an incorrect use of those job functions?
2: Yeah, great question. I'd say people often get degree paths confused in the same way, right? You can have a computer science degree and an engineering degree and they can be totally different things. It comes back to the transferable skills. What is the statement of work that you're accomplishing on a day-to-day? What kind of experiences are you building? What kind of tools are you working in? The engineering role, is going to drive specific connotations. Computer science and then research might not. Now, there can be overlaps. Of course, that's going to depend on the industry and the company. But when I'm searching for someone to do software development engineering, I'm using keywords to do that. And then I'm looking for key things in their background. So it comes back to like, how are you going to research prior to hopping into a job search is make sure you understand what those titles actually mean to the audience. We see this all the time in the non-technical space too. A program manager at a company like Oracle is not a program manager at a company like Google. The roles and responsibilities are totally different. So you got to understand the audience perspective when you talk that.
1: So short of hiring someone like you, Adam, for an undergrad who's just trying to dip their toe into their first job experience. Where can they go to get more information about what different roles mean at those different companies?
2: First thing that I would recommend is go and talk to people that work there. In most cases, that is going to be the best source of truth. The other thing to consider is, let's use Amazon as a use case. Amazon has 1.3 million people that work at that company. It is the size of Austin, Texas. You could go to a program manager in one business unit of Amazon and say, hey, tell me about your job. And then you could go to another program manager in a completely different business unit and they might have a very different answer. And those job descriptions are gonna be written different and the requirements can be different. So use people at the firms closest to the roles that you're interested in to help be the North Star, to get the accurate information. Aside from that, recruiters are a great point of contact to ask those same questions to. And then I would even say most of the big companies, you can just use their job boards. Get on to grow.google.com and run a search for whatever skill you're interested in. Let's say business analysts. You'll see the job descriptions that pop up. And that'll, again, be a pretty good indication of these are the kind of skills I need. This is the experience I need at different levels. This is the types of hard and soft skills that I need to execute and roll well. I say people first and then job description second is typically how I would break that down.
1: So what are the range of tracks that are available for someone who has an educational background, a degree, as an engineer?
2: Could you clarify what you mean by educational background? Their major Mm -hmm. was some
1: form of engineering. What are all the different types of tracks that they could be exploring within a big tech company.
2: I mean, maybe the best part about having that engineering degree is that you can do so many things with it. In my opinion, it comes back to what kind of work are you going to enjoy and then probably where are you going to get paid the most, at least in the interaction I have with clients that those two questions are at the top of that list. I'm a good example of this. I have two engineering degrees. My bachelor's is in mechanical. I'm a product manager. I transitioned into the big tech space in a program management role. I was I was peers with program managers that were medical doctors, lawyers. There was an F-22 fighter pilot from the Air Force that was a program manager with me. So again, some roles are gonna be big and broad and accept lots of different backgrounds. Other roles are not. And in terms of what are the tracks you can do as an engineer. I don't want to give you a bad answer and say they're limitless, but they're basically limitless. There's, there's probably specific research jobs and scientific jobs. There's probably legal jobs, marketing and finance jobs that wouldn't be super interesting and you probably wouldn't qualify well for. But in terms of like, do you want to do a PM role, an analyst role, a data science role, a risk management role? And again, the list just goes on and on and on. Someone with a degree in... ME or IE or even CE, it would not be hard for them to hop around.
1: The reason that I wanted to ask you that, because I Mm -hmm. think that even within a technical educational training, such as an engineer, I think that there can be, just like with somebody with a liberal arts degree, a tendency to think very narrowly about how to apply what they've learned and not to realize that you're also getting training in your mindset, that there are all kinds of transferable skills because there are plenty of people who major in engineering, no doubt, Adam, and are like, you know, I'm not really loving this. So how can I use that degree in a way that will light
2: me up? Absolutely. Again, the the closer you can get to the passionate, work and the skill sets that allow you to excel early on, the better. We see this all the time in, in our coaching firm when we help people transition is somebody has just picked the wrong degree in the wrong career field and have has been there for five years, has started to slowly hit them like, hey, I'm pretty miserable and I'm not really all that good at this. And this is also really boring. And typically, it's the boring part that happens first. So again, short version is it's really important before you head into school to try and frame what good looks like. Before you head to that first job, try to frame what good looks like. Are you going to be doing things that you're excited about? Are you going to be using skills that you're good at? Are you going to be compensated in a way that's fair? Are you going to work in an environment that, that you're excited to be in? And, and I have that question come up all the time. Is Are there going to be promotion opportunities? Are there going to be opportunities to work in a hybrid space? Am I going to work with smart people? The environment is up to you. But again, you need to get as close to that ideal career space as you possibly can. And that's not always going to be possible. But in an ideal world, that's what you want.
1: I'm so glad that you didn't yet again use the word passion. And we may have a difference of opinion here because I do work with college students, juniors, seniors, and then really recent grads. And one of the challenges that I see, Adam, is that more often than not, they don't know yet what their professional passion is. And I believe that you discover your passion by experimenting, by taking different jobs in different industries, trying out different roles and seeing where that fit happens, where that right formula is for you.
2: Yeah, I think the giant misconception is that when we say passions, people associate that with like a job role or a title, and that's completely the wrong way to think about passions. You, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's an experimenting process. That's so much, I mean, that's what college is for so many people, right? You're going to change majors, you're going to figure things out, and that is okay. Newsflash, that's what happens in the career world too. You don't just magically figure everything out when you graduate.
1: Totally. <laughs> Totally, it is no accident that seventy-five percent of college students change their majors at least once. As you said, news alert—that's a microcosm of
2: what's going to happen to you. It will happen the for the industry. rest of your life. And here's the cool part, right? Is again, like what I don't want to hear is you tell me that I'm passionate about being a mechanical engineer. That's virtually meaning the statement. What I want to hear is I'm passionate about designing something in Katia. I'm a passion about putting something on my 3D printer and designing something that no one's ever seen before. It's the specifics of what you're passionate about. The job that you might be best suited for in 15 years probably doesn't exist right now. With Metaverse and NFTs and Web3, who the heck knows what it's going to look like in, in 10 to 15 years? So you don't need to worry about like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. What you want to think about is what do I want to be good at the farther on I go into my career? like What are the skills I really want to be able to accelerate in? Focus on the specifics as opposed to the titles and the, and the roles.
1: Thanks for tuning in to
0: this K Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of Tea for C. we <laughs>